Motherhood is more than bearing children, though it is certainly that. It is the essence of who we are as women. Husbands, love and treasure your wives. They are your most precious possessions. Worthiness is achieved through obedience. He or she must become the perfect husband, the perfect wife, the perfect father, the perfect mother, the perfect leader, and the perfect follower. Satan seeks to confuse us about our stewardships and distinctive natures as men and women. Put on a little lipstick now and then. Women of God can never be like women of the world. There are no homosexual members of the church. Women generally love to talk and gather. But let's do it in the right tongue with the right spirit. Fuck that. Fuck all that. This is No Man Knows My Herstory, a podcast about Mormonism with two queer ladies where we say whatever the fuck we want. Hi, Sister Carrie. Hi, Sister Kelsey. And hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of No Man Knows My Herstory, the podcast where we're still not dead. We are still here. We are. We didn't just give up on podcasting and walk away and not say anything to anybody, even though that's what our anxiety tells us when we take a couple weeks off. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. But no, your kid just had his birthday. Your ex came to town for a visit. Oh, barf. I started a new job. Full-time work. Yep. We continue in just, like, punching through our life traumas and functioning. Kicking right. ass, taking names, being real busy. My family ma- managed to break my heart again. It's fine. My youngest brother got engaged. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. He sure did. He's at BYU, Idaho. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Bless mm-hmm. him. I love that child. Whereas pretty much all my siblings that are going to get married are married. Oh, see, that's the fun part. I'm the oldest, so, like, now I'm looking back behind me and watching all of the rest of my younger siblings do, like, this Mormon life. Yeah. Or at least some kind of version of it. Yeah. And I'm just, like, over here being real gay. Yeah. <laughs> real anti-Mormon. Real loud about it. And we're just not going to talk about that part, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun, kids. Yeah. Try passive aggression today. <laughs> I have four married siblings. And then I have a sibling that I just don't think is interested in intimate relationships of really any kind. Which, yeah. you know, right on to her. Cheers. And then there's me. And I've never been married. And I'm just, like, queer and out on the edges. And just like, oh, hey, still me. Though I did once... And this is true, dear listeners. I did once propose to someone who's incredibly, incredibly, incredibly abusive to me. So, you know, choices. Choices. As Tatiana would say. Oh, honey, and I had a baby. <laughs> Cheers. Anyway, none of that's on topic, but that's oh, all right. Our lives are the topic, Carrie. This is fucking all on topic. Truth. You speak the truth. I speak the fucking truth. Mm-hmm. I have this week's opening thought. Which come to us from, obviously, Andrea Gibson, who saves me in my time of need with this goddamn Take Me With You book. I love it so. (laughs) Anywho, it goes like this. They want you thinking you're bad at being a girl instead of thinking you're good at being yourself. They want you to buy your blush from a store instead of letting it bloom from your butterflies. They're telling you to blend in like you've never seen how a blender works, like they think you've never seen the mess from the blade. Whew. I mean, that's a little too real. That's a little too much. Super feeling that this week. Thanks, Andrea. And thank you, Kelsey. You're fucking welcome. I mean, like, I just picked him. I was like, yes. Still. Speaks to me. Good News Minute. Good News Minute. You go first. All right. My Good News Minute this week is that I started a new full-time job. And so far, it's going really well. And I have not yet thought about anyone in my office, like, 
oh dear, they're going to be the asshole or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I haven't had that experience, which is delightful. And I've been finding lots of ways to help myself to not feel completely overwhelmed by the experience and just generally coping really well, which is like a shit ton of work and I'm exhausted all the time. But also this is working right now. You're kicking ass. Thank you. I am. And can I like just snaps for everyone? Just living their motherfucking life and coping through it. Yeah. And just all of us. Right. <laughs> just getting Everyone it. snaps for yourself. Yeah. Because, but, no, that's real. There's a huge difference between being lost in the chaos of, you know, just crisis. Mm. There, There's a difference between being lost in the chaos of crisis and then actively, like, trying to cope your way through life. Definitely. And they both suck, it turns out, but one of them might eventually lead to <laughs> happiness, so. Yeah, one of them is more, shall we say, productive? And sustainable. Sustainable. Yeah. Healthy. Healthy. Long, long-term goals. Yeah. Hashtag. Whew. Oh, that's, oh man, that's our good news minute sometimes. <laughs> um, okay, my turn. My good news minute this week is socializing, mm-hmm. and that I can still do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I went to a roller derby event for the first time in many, many months. Like, literally the first event that I have been to in public with other humans mm-hmm. in many, many months. Yeah. Because hashtag depression. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went to the Heartless Heather's anti-Valentine's Day party. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to leave in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> I was starting to, like, panic and doing that thing. When I, you know, because I only knew, like, one person there, mm-hmm. my coworker, and, you know, she was working the event because she's one of the skaters. Yeah, one and of the so, aforementioned Heartless Heathers. Like, I'm trying to go find her. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know fucking anybody else. It's like, I'm just filled in a room of just, like, amazing, cool, queer people, and I don't know anybody else. And, like everything starts to go like it gets a little like wobbly and loud and so like I literally like I went outside and I had to practice my motherfucking dbt skills but I did it and then I went back inside and it was fine and I like rode out the rest of the evening like some people asked me to dance with them like Mm -hmm. I made some really cool friends um I got to hang out with the aforementioned co-worker Mm -hmm. like and this is I want to say this is probably, like, the first time I've been in public in, like, such an event without actually having, like, a full-blown, like, panic attack. Yeah. Because I really think, like, the last time I was out in, like, a really big crowd was, like, Pride, which is, like, a huge crowd. But, like, you were there with me. Mm -hmm. I had at least one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And we really, like, paced ourselves. We were... We did. Yeah. 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 But I still remember feeling, like, really fucking fragile. And, like, I still felt that way at this party, But I was more skilled in what I was able to do with it. And, like, I don't know. Yeah, I totally feel that. Because right now is a time when I feel like the hard work I've been putting in, I can finally see where it's paying off. Yes. Where I can finally see, like, oh, this experience is markedly different than the experience that I have been having. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really feel like I was a lot more skilled in those moments to where I didn't actually have to use my PR and anxiety medication. I didn't Mm -hmm. have an actual full, like, blown panic attack, which I have had in public, and those are just, like, humiliating and awful and the worst. They are. And I wrote it out, and I had a really good time, which I wasn't expecting. I was expecting to basically stay nervous the whole night and just, like, ride it out and suffer through it. And to be like, okay, well, I did it. But at some point, I, like, stopped feeling anxious about it and trying mm-hmm. so hard and the booze really helped with that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, 
you do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, but do. no, I like, I literally danced for hours mm-hmm. and I sweat out everything mm-hmm. and was exhausted and tired and great. Thank goodness. Right. I'm really glad. So yeah. Thanks. And then you went to another derby event recently I that was fun. I fucking know. Like I just, I feel like, oh God, cross my fingers, knock on wood. I don't want to fall back into like my depression cave again, but I feel like I'm kind of maybe being able to socialize again. Yeah. We'll see. Hopeful. Mm -hmm. Hopeful. That's Mm -hmm. my good news minute. Fantastic. Socializing. Socializing (laughs) for the win. Cheers. Cheers. All right, Sister Carrie, what are we talking about this week? This week, we are turning our attention. I know that we have, you know, Club Fuck Packer. We hate Elder Packer. Elder Packer can just continue to be dead. He's the worst. And none of us mind. However, today we are turning our attention to one Dallin H. Oaks. Because in the month of February so far, he has done, said, at least three major ridiculous things that I can't believe we haven't ranted about already, frankly. I mean, we've been very busy and we've been wanting to rant about it. So it's really more just a timing issue. Yeah. (laughs) But but here we are. Here we are. We're going to rant about it. Right now. Right now. One of them, one of them, which spoke to my personal angst because you know this is how it is is that on february 10th dallin and old rusty russell m nelson president of the mormon church president um, of the mormon church of mormondy mormondy saints yeah. mormon mormon fuck you russell <laughs> fuck you in particular <laughs> fuck you especially they had a huge huge fireside where thousands and thousands of people in arizona showed up to hear the prophet of the lord I'm sure it was great or whatever. Ugh. And I'm sure it was boring and like fundamentalist. Oh, and like <laughs> yeah. sister wivesy. They yeah. had one of these in Vegas when I was little. I remember this of us all crowding into this huge convention center so that you could see someone who looked like an ant yep. who was apparently the prophet of the lard speak. Yeah, like blown up on maybe like a convention screen and you're yeah. like, he's so tiny, but I can feel the spirit from here. Yeah, like it just like radiates and fills this huge space somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, all of that, right? So look at the righteous glow of his peachy white skin. <laughs> it just shines. It shines from the convention magnifier. And in Dellen's case, off of his shiny, shiny head. Oh, Oh my god. So anyway, at this huge fireside, one of the things that good old Dallin said was a commitment to put the Lord first and to keep his commandments brings a constancy to our lives that gives us direction and peace, whatever happens. Then it does not matter whether we are married or single, what we are or are not called to do, or even whether we die tomorrow. We just do our best and trust in the Lord and his timing. Don't define yourself by some temporary quality. Our single best quality to characterize ourselves is that we are a son or daughter of God. That fact overrides all other labels, including race, occupation, physical characteristics, honors, or even religious affiliation. I'm I'm clenching my fist so hard right now that he just like Dallin just walks in and is like, you know, all of these central identities that form and inform your um, experience and existence on this planet. Fuck all those. Those are all temporary and bullshit. What really matters is this thing that I'm giving to you with no evidence or proof. I'm just asserting that I, a white man, know better than all y'all yeah. that you are sons and daughters of yay, our patriarchal um, women enslaving douchebag of a god, even heavenly fucking father. Even Elohim. Even Elohim. Oh my god. Just 
there's no words. I'm upset. It's just so incredibly (laughs) frustrating. These two, the fact that Russell M. Nelson and Dallin A. Chokes are there together to just knock heads around and, you know, do their dynamic duo gay-hating thing that they do so well together. It's Fundy Tour 2019. It is. And for me personally, it really aggravates because I grew up in a family where my dad is an attorney and was a judge Mm -hmm. and therefore holds a special place in his heart for Dallin A. Chokes, who I believe was on the Utah Supreme Court during the time when my dad was in law school. I think that that's true. If not, it was really close. Um, And so my dad was aware of him, you know, and really admires this person. It's the same kind of love that he had for... Oh, I forget his name now, but he's dead and his face was really wrinkly and he used a lot of really big words. But, <laughs> you know, the the kind of like Mormon intellectuals, you know who I'm like. I do, I do. And I anyway, am too Neil drunk. Neil A. Maxwell. I'm too Neil, fucking drunk to remember. We just watched the Academy Awards and we drank straight through it. So sorry We'd, about it. Um, I'm not sorry about <laughs> it. I am very much enjoying this cider. I'm cross-faded. Let's do this. <laughs> so it's the same love that someone like my dad has for Neil A. Maxwell that he, mm-hmm. you know, that he has for Dallin H. Oaks. And then on top of that, my family has this personal connection to Russell M. Nelson, where he did some kind of a training that my dad attended when I was but an infant. And my dad took me with him, I'm sure, because my mom was like over it. Make him touch the baby! Well, no, I don't think that thing, because my parents are not those people, but I I can't imagine my mom was like, I'm taking care of these three already. Take oh, that right. one. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And so, because I was the fourth. Anyways, and apparently the family lore goes that Rusty stole me from my dad because Russell Nelson has something like, he has multiple, multiple daughters. And so apparently just knows what to do with baby girls. Oh, and that's so, so creepy and makes me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah, so apparently he had me for like an extended period of time. So my family feels this like close connection. I get upset every time you tell this story. Like I feel anxious for baby Carrie right now. <laughs> I get upset because my family feels this close connection over something that happened to me and I'm the apostate one. Yeah. You know, whatever. Anyway, I bring this all up. Because having these family ties to these two people makes it especially fucking frustrating when either one of them says something that I have heard come out of the mouths of my family members that has been used to be hurled against me. And I think that I told the story of my brother telling me, like, well, I don't really... I don't identify anything other than a son as a son of God when I came out as bisexual to him in the last episode that we did. And it was a really painful experience to me. It was something that I just discussed with my mom during that big conversation we had. Like it made that short list of things I wanted to discuss. It's a really painful thing to have Mormons throw this at you about things that actually are important to you, actually are central to your identity. Things like being a woman, being queer, being anything other than white, being anything other than and, you know, the way that they want you to be. Yep. And it's invalidating. They're yeah. they're invalidating who you are as a person. They are invalidating all of the experiences that you have had, which are BT dubs informed by all of these identities. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is the really upsetting thing. And this is why I think that Mormon intersectional feminists are like fucking hilarious. Yeah, they miss the boat Because so you miss the boat on... Like, Mormons hold to their core the identity of being children of Heavenly Father first. First. And it doesn't matter whether or not you agree with that. That is correct. That is the capital T truth. Mm -hmm. And your opinion is nice, but 
a little maybe ill-informed. Yeah. And yeah, these other things like race and like gender and like sexuality and, you know, all that's important. But first. Yeah. First is this first thing. And it just bulldozes over And I don't even think they say that other stuff is important, right? Like, I think that Dallin says directly that it's not important. Dallin says directly it's not important. I was speaking specifically to, like, the people in my generation or the generation younger than us. Like, my sister is one of these people who, you know, a, a lot of young Mormon people are doing this thing where they're like, I'm a feminist. I understand the importance of, you know, intersecting identities yeah. between, like, race and gender and class and, like, all these things. Yeah, disability. It's like, no, yeah. it's like, no, you don't because you eliminate all of that um, by just constantly gaslighting people and saying, but actually we're all the same. Yeah. It's just, you're just doing colorblindness. Yeah. But over everything. Yeah. And it's just one <laughs> of the ways in which Mormons get to have it both ways, mm-hmm. where they get to say things like, we don't believe that you you can't have all this stuff that's important to you, you know, because they don't necessarily think that you have to double down on every single word that comes out of a general authority's mouth. Right. Because they might be speaking as a man or whatever. And so that leaves space for some of the more progressive Mormons to leave room for those kinds of ideas. But then at the same time, Dallin is telling people like my family members that that's okay. And it's the same way that like, Gay kids get kicked, you know, or trans kids or any type of queer kids get kicked out of their homes because some Mormon read the miracle of forgiveness and doubled down on it. And then you have a whole bunch of Mormons saying like, well, they don't count because they're doing it wrong. It doesn't matter. They're taking something that the Mormon church gave them and they are applying it to hurt people in their lives. A little louder for the people in the back. Right? And like, this is one that hits me directly. Yes. And it is not necessarily the most severe one, but guess what? It's fucked me up and it happens to me over and over which means that I am not the only one that these specific things get used to make people feel like shit. No. <sighs> fuck that nonsense. Fuck that nonsense and fuck Dallin H. Oaks. Fuck Dallin H. Oaks. I'm just going to do a lot of clapping in this episode. <laughs> it's the cider. It's what has to happen. It's what has to happen. Are you ready for the next one? I'm fucking ready to yell about the next one. <laughs> the next one's a little bit more silly. Also this month in February, Dallin took a little side journey to Chicago to say, hey, what's up Midwestern Mormons? <laughs> All like five of you or whatever. And um, by the way, you guys are using your left hand when you're administering the sacrament and that's not cool. <laughs> Jesus said right hand only motherfuckers. That's your covenant hand. <laughs> I know it's also your masturbating hand, but that is your mother fucking covenant hands. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, most of my kids are right-handed. Oh my God. So. So. I just love that that church is still culty enough to be like, hey, hey. Don't they like throw shade on the Pharisees constantly for like having all these weird little rules and like little, you know, pomp and circumstance and like specificities. It's all the specificities. Yeah. That's a Satan. And for the specificity to override the purpose of what's going on. Yes. That seems to me like what I was taught the problem with the Pharisees was. Right. Hmm. I just think it's silly that it's 2019 and that's still happening. But thanks for that, Dallin. I mean, white men really never learn any new tricks, do they? Yeah. I <laughs> y'all, y'all are boring, basic bullshit. Yeah. Something else I saw from the church this month that I wasn't 
really going to bring up because it's not on my list, but whatever, was that the church uses its social scientists to look into the ills of all of the people that it has. And they're very oh, interested and they're very like invested. And isn't that great news? So they funded zero suicide. No, they funded changing the temple ceremony a little bit. So it's a little less gross. Oh, wah, wah. you know, and so it's just another example of that to me where the church could be, you know, Dallin could have showed up in Chicago to be like, hey, there's a major problem with X in this area. Gun violence, for example, or whatever, you know, other one of myriad issues there could possibly be. Mm-hmm. And the church has decided that we're going to pump some money into that or we want to organize some volunteering or we want to whatever. Nobody in this area makes a living wage. And so the, the church is going to provide subsidies to all of these families to make sure that they have a base living income above the poverty level. Right. That one, that one. Or like these group homes look like shit and yeah. they could really use somebody to go and just like repaint them and make sure that when kids go home to the group home, they don't look like they're going back to a prison. I mean, yeah, that'd be nice. You know, or whatever. But no, he shows up and he's like, hello, good citizens of Chicago. Are you being good? Are you not masturbating? Well, guess what? You are taking the the sacrament with your left hand. And Jesus says no. Is that why it's so windy in Chicago? Because they don't have like the left hand, right hand thing figured out. (laughs) And there's something with like, maybe, I don't know, uh, fucking with like the covenant hand. there's all kinds of weird rules. Weather is complicated. Weather is complicated. Satan's often involved, and I can't track the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard to know. <laughs> I don't really know. Fuck Oaks. Fuck Oaks. Fuck the Pharisees. Yep. And fuck our families. Well, I have all of that. <laughs> Cheers. All of that. Cheers. Okay, last one. On February 14th, Valentine's Day, Dallin spoke to an audience of young adults Gross. to answer, you know, the tough questions. You know, a pre-screened, heavily <laughs> um, censored answered questions, those ones? It wasn't even like, submit your questions. It was just like, here are things that I think might concern you kind of questions. These are the questions that I imagine you might I'd ask me if I think real hard about it. Yeah. Um, and care maybe a little. Yep. Thing one, why are you so awesome, Elder Oaks? <laughs> well, let me fucking tell you. I have a Juris Doctor. I have a Juris My doctor. brain is bigger than yours. Which it puts I out know, all my hairs. Yep. I know several $5 words. <laughs> and I really am just better than all queer people. You can tell because I am so sure about what the right thing is about queer people. I only sometimes beat my wife. <laughs> and also, when Jesus had to pick his 15 best friends. He picked me, motherfucker. And his best friend on the earth picked me to be his number one compadre and said, fuck you, Uchtdorf. And I agree, fuck that German motherfucker. I just, I really hate Dallin H. Oaks. Like, oh a lot. my God, because he's the fucking worst. He's a scary man with scary eyebrows and scary feelings toward people who just are very different than him. He He's a narcissist with a law degree who thinks he knows better than everyone else because he's a narcissist with a law degree, even though he puts his faith into a corrupt organization that makes no sense and it turns out that I might have other people in my life who fit that description and I have a lot of feelings about it I was just gonna say yeah this sounds real familiar I don't have my cider with me but I'm taking an imaginary sip of Here, it have Thank a sip you. of mine I'm gonna take a sip of Kelsey's sharing is caring friends and when it comes to coping with substances share <laughs> remember when using substances you should use them to feel good not better this has been a public service announcement by carrie who formerly worked at substance abuse treatment 
And uh, Kelsey's off the rails. Let it happen. Oh, I've been crazy all weekend, girl. I feel you. Anyway, so anyway, during this meeting for single adults, it seems like the apostles recently can't talk about, quote unquote, the tough stuff without having to talk about apostasy, which I just love because apostasy mm. is such a huge problem that they just can't not talk about it because the internet exists. Yeah. The internet exists. And because that many people are really leaving where now every TBM knows people who have left or, you know, they have some kind of a connection. So it's, it's an actual crisis they're facing. And I love that. Widespread problem. Yep. And so one of the things that Dallin decided to address is what happens if especially Especially your spouse, maybe they've come across some historical information or some other kind of thing, and now they're having difficulties with their faith. What should you do? Ooh, ooh, friends, I just want to pause before we like continue and just consider when an organization is asking this question, yeah. notice who they prioritize <laughs> yeah. going forward. Are they prioritizing the marriage? Or are they prioritizing their membership? Yeah. Or are they prioritizing the needs of the individual people, both of which are still affiliated with their organization? Yeah. What are they going to prioritize? Let's find out. Let's so, find out. Dallin H. Oaks says, and I quote, I suggest that research is not the answer. Ooh. See now, friends and listeners, <laughs> this is where we run into a motherfucking problem. Yeah. Anyone who tells you that research is not the answer is someone you should immediately walk away from because they are fucking trying something with you. They do not want you to have the answer. They do not have your best interests in mind. No. If anybody in your life at any point, and like, I'm serious, this is a general rule. Yeah. If people prevent you from accessing information of any kind, yeah. notice that yeah. and wonder why the fuck is this happening? Because that's often a sign of somebody trying to abuse or manipulate you. Yeah. So, gentle listeners, I'm going to teach you something that I'm just now getting the hang of. And probably a lot of you know this, and I hope you won't feel like I'm carry explaining to you. But whatever. Moment for psychoeducation. Here we go. Turns out, I really thought that in order for... I didn't necessarily think this about other people's lives, but for my own life, this is something that I really believed. I believed that in order for people to be manipulating me or to be abusing me, it had to be at least intentional on their part. They had Uh to be aware of what they were doing, um, especially with some kind of malicious intent. Got it. Knowing what I now understand about a lot of people who have led a lot of other cults, I think that the leaders of cults are in general true believers. I think that they are some of the doubled down, truest believing people. But just because... Dallin Oaks probably really believes that what he is saying is true or just because your abusive ass boyfriend really believes that X, Y, Z is true about your relationship and he's being mistreated and he's trying to be a good person and he's not actually trying to harm you or whatever it is that he fucking believes. The second that anyone, no matter what they believe or what their intentions are, tries to limit what you are allowed to access, what you are allowed to research into, what you are allowed to express or experience or points of view you're allowed to take looks from or sources of information you're allowed to gather that person is abusing you it does not matter what their intention is period full stop it does not matter nope whether they're your boyfriend who's trying to distance you from your family because you, they say mean things about him that he feels like are unfounded mm-hmm. or whether it's Dallin Oaks telling you hey 
the church is true, why would you want, it's a no-brainer, why would you want to allow things, and that could challenge that for you. You don't even have to think about it because I've already solved that for you, yeah. and I say yes, and I'm a special witness of Christ, and you can trust me, so yeah. you don't have to look at this thing that your spouse has an issue with. Maybe we should be looking at your spouse and seeing what's going on with them. Yeah, what, what's going on in their behavior? What's going on with their relationship with Jesus? Why are they asking these questions? That is such manipulative, just fucker. I cannot. I'm not surprised. I'm never fucking surprised, but I am always disappointed. Yeah. And it pisses me the fuck off that, you know, quote unquote, educated or woke or whatever the fuck Mormons miss this manipulative, abusive bullshittery. Yeah. And they, and they're, I don't know how they justify it. I don't know how they... Can't, I guess it's it, special pleading. It's special pleading. I guess that's what it always comes down yeah. to. That's what it was in my brain. Special exception. There are no fucking special exceptions. No, there are no special exceptions. Oh, write it down. Put it everywhere in your house. Look at it every day. You'll need it. I promise we yeah. did. <laughs> there is no organization good enough that it is okay for that to be a behavior because the second that you start doing that is the second you start crossing boundaries. You start being manipulative. You start... All of that. I feel like another thing, too, is, like, they always pull on the idea of don't challenge what you know, which is really manipulative because they're the ones who model for you to encourage you to use words like no in conjunction with the church. Yes. So when they tell you you know, it's like, oh, shit, I do know. I've been saying I know. Like, mm-hmm. I do know this is true. Why would... And they use that word on purpose. Like, they do everything. It's all a big manipulation. But I feel like a lot of woke Mormons, it's like shrug you know the church does these things and i don't love them but it's the true church and like nothing's perfect and i guess we can just take what we should be learning from it and maybe throw out all the dogma and throw out all the bad stuff and keep what the intent was yeah that's bullshit it never existed yeah because it doesn't matter what the intention is if people are treating you that way they are manipulating you It's not healthy. I mean, even the kindest interpretation of that would be, even if they're not being malicious, they're still hurting you. So you should back the fuck up away from them and say, hey, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. (laughs) Like, by their fruits shall we know them, folks. You don't just let them off the hook because they have Jesus on their side. They don't have Jesus on their side. Nobody and has Jesus on their side. Jesus is made up. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Oh man, all the Christian listeners were just like, fuck this podcast. I don't I'm know. Pretty if we sure they're long gone. Christian listeners <laughs> hanging in there. Oh, Sorry, guys. Cheers. Atheism all the time, I guess. <laughs> we're doing our best. <laughs> Mysticism makes me very uncomfortable. Incredibly uncomfortable. Oh, so many Ghiblis. So many Ghiblis. <sighs> so, yeah. Dallin H. Oaks is an asshole. I especially hate him. Yes. Because I have a special place for hatred in my heart of Mormon, like, intellectual types who use that as a weapon to be like, see, I'm a really smart person who believes this, so it's okay. Because for They're really smart on their ethos. Yes. And for really smart people that grow up, then you take that as truth, even though you're like, I have a lot of 
you don't allow yourself to have questions. But every time something could be a question, you just let it go because the smart person on the TV is saying it's true. So, no, Sister Carrie, I don't have doubts. I do have some questions. Thanks for that, John, by the way. Yeah. You rotten hell forever. You terrible, manipulative, evil man. Yeah. You know, okay, so here's something about, I'm going to read John, by the way, for a minute. Oh, my God. Hang, hang okay. on. Anyway. Hang on. I'm good. I'm just going to get a little comfy. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So, I, did, I was not exposed to very much John by the way growing up it was not a thing I never lucky lucky woman (laughs) well because in my family my family was very much one of these we didn't watch um those animated book of mormon stories right you know oh my god we just read the book because that's better can i just have like a moment of silence in solidarity with all of the mormon children who grew up watching those animated films (laughs) oh my fucking god and if you grew up in a family Experience. like mine that shamed families that watched those instead of just <laughs> reading the book because that's obviously superior in every way. Oh, so many different kinds of Mormons. Then, you know, then you're with me on this one and it was gross and boring. So, you know, but in that way, we didn't really do John, by the way, we would just read Jesus the Christ. You know right. what I'm saying? Yes. Like, why do John, by the way, when you can do Talmadge instead kind of idea? He's just so much more impressive and one might say up a crust. One, one might say that I come from a family of intellectuals who are a little full of themselves. Um, but, um, see, the, a word comes to mind and it's assholes. <laughs> Classist <laughs> assholes. <laughs> They're not the world's most classist people, but there's definitely some of that. We we enjoy being smart. I yeah. mean, yeah. And I've definitely sanded the edges off of that in my own personality because I understand that that is crazy off-putting and gross. But some people in my family, you know, maybe have a distance to go on that. Anyway, so leagues one might say right (laughs) however the small bit of john by the way that i was introduced to what there was a video where he was making a joke about how his name was a whole sentence and i was like first of all no it's not it's a noun and a prepositional phrase you asshole but whatever you Um, (laughs) undereducated Just peppy little fuck. If you ever wondered, if you were like, oh, I knew Carrie when she was a teenager. She was so nice. She always helped everyone. These were the kinds of things I was thinking. Um, Nice on the outside. Mean on the inside. Well, not even really mean, just like... Full of shame and judgment. Why the fuck don't you understand what a prepositional phrase is? There's no verb in that sentence, so it's not a sentence. Why are you... Full of shame and judgment. Why do people like you? You're not even funny. (laughs) God. Shame and judgment, shame and judgment. But really, that was my reaction to John, by the way, but that's because I was raised to be an intellectual asshole. But anyways, um, anyways, so he had this whole thing, like, John, by the way, and he had drawn a picture of, like, a little porta potty by a little path. It was like a, yeah. it was like a joke lead up. Well, I, I was like... I think he used that story a lot. Yeah, and I was like, guess what, John, by the way? My name is a sentence, you asshole, if you use my middle initial, because then my name is Carrie A. Doll, which has a verb, a noun, and an article making it a sentence, and you are an undereducated piece of garbage. So, there just, you go. I just, yes. <laughs> Fuck you, John, by the way. Fuck you, John, Fuck by the way. you and your lame-ass stories <laughs> trying to relate to younger children and beguile them into a cult. Yep. 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 So, anyway, sorry, um, small break to make fun of John, by the way. I, okay, here's the thing. We need to take more breaks to make fun of John, by the way. (laughs) This, I swear, will happen. (laughs) My sentence has an implied subject, so that's, like, less than ideal. But it still has all the parts of speech. My name would not make any sense whatsoever, so (laughs) let's not even try it. Yeah, 
Well, mine isn't the start of fucking anything. Kelsey. <laughs> mine are just homonyms, obviously. But, you know, whatever. Oh, homonym is such a fun word. It is. Homonym. Homonym, homonym, homonym. Anyways, so that takes us through making fun of both Dallin H. Oaks and John, by the way. God, two men I love to hate. Yes. Fan-fucking-tastic. Yes. Does that mean it's time for Club Fuck Packer? It is time for Club Fuck Packer. I am a monstrous lizard in a suit. Join my club, you dirty sinner. Friendos, this week we have several new members to the club. We would like to thank Kathleen, who sent us $12 via PayPal with a note that she was sending one year of $1 a month um, <laughs> subscription. And I was just like, yes! Yes! Thank you, Kathleen. Lump some money. I'm here for it. Very uh, welcome to the club. Yep. We would also like to welcome Amara, who has pledged $5 a month. Hi, Amara. Emma, who has pledged also $5 a month. Hi, Emma. We would also like to welcome Elena, who has pledged $1 a month. Hi! And Julie for pledging a dollar fitty. A dollar fitty. Thanks, Julie. Thanks, Julie. And thank you, everyone else, for joining Club Fuck Packer. Fuck Packer. Fuck Oaks. And fuck John, by the way. And fuck Russell M. Nelson. Oh, my God. You know what? Just fuck the Colt. Brigham Young. <laughs> fuck Joseph Smith. <laughs> fuck all them. Oh, fuck Joseph Smith. Yeah. With a rusty stiletto heel. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm never going to get tired of making stiletto jokes. No, you're never, not. Never. Never. So thanks so much for all of our new club members. If you would like to join Club Fuck Packer and have your name read aloud on the show like Carrie and I did just now for all of those lovely people, go to patreon.com forward slash Mormon Herstory. Anyone who pledges a dollar or more per month will get to do that thing. And it's great. You'll be semi-famous. Yeah. And we'll love the shit out of you. Oh my God. But really though. We really will. Just like, I want to squeeze all (laughs) y'all between my arms. Give your face gentle pats. Mm. (laughs) So cozy. I'm a little nerd. I mean, I'm a little jealous of how like cozy that kind of look. (laughs) I'm just having an intimate moment with our listeners. (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoyed it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm in love with the fact that that made you uncomfortable. uh, Physical touch is a problem for me. Sorry about it. We all love you anyway. Uh, I mean, maybe even more. All right, a few more announcements. Please go to our website to find our show notes where we post links to shit that we talk about. We'll have some links to uh, the articles about Oak saying nonsensical patriarchal bullshit. Mm-hmm. That is uh, www.nomanknowsmyhistory.com. Sure is. It sure fucking is. <laughs> I'm a little drunk. <laughs> Finally, for those who would like to support the show um, but can't do so financially, we hear you. We are also super fucking poor. It would be really rad if you would go to iTunes and rate and review us. We've had so many people go and do this thing. It is fucking awesome. Thank you. It really is fucking awesome. We would like to give a special shout out to reviewer Keely Weiss, who wrote a review titled Thank You for This, which reads thusly, thank you so much for the work you do by making this podcast. I've learned a lot about myself and about the church listening to you. Well, thank you. Thanks, Keely. Thank you. We appreciate that. We're all learning lessons together. Together. (sighs) We should start a band. We should. We're getting on this. It'll happen. All right. Closing thought this week comes from Instagram, of all places. Oh, I love Instagram. It's the only social media that I social media. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I probably stole this off of the fat sex therapist's um, live feed. She's amazing. She reposted it from a user, M-I-Q-L, who is quoting Dentata. And the quote is, people often say, stop being angry and educate us, not understanding that the anger is part of the edu- education. Damn. Which yes. I love. Every time I come upon it, I love. Anger is part of the education. Yep. And all of those 
ways for all those marginalized groups. Anger is part of the education. It's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, Sister Carrie, any trite life advice that you have for our listeners this fine evening? Trust no TBM. I don't care how they're related <laughs> to you, what their your relationship was before you left or whatever the shit. Trust no TBM. Oh, trust no TBM. And fucking hail Satan. Hail Satan.